Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the QB Draw. Today, we are joined, as always, by my co-host, John, and a very special guest, uh, QB Draw alumnus, now off to now hit off to bigger and better things uh obviously because of our tutelage uh ryan donnelly That's is right. with us today <laughs> man it's just so nice to be back in the humble dojo where i learned how to podcast uh thank you guys for having me on it's nice to uh nice to get back in the swing of things you know get back down to my roots oh yeah, yeah so ryan big big uh big last couple of weeks for you huh launching the new site and all yeah, I mean, when you couple that with my work with the agency, it's just been crazy. Um, everything's been super, super hectic. So it's nice to be uh, nice to be back in the States for a brief little bit on shore leave. Um, yeah, man, stuff's been good. Just excited for the season to get here. Uh, crazy busy times, but we love it. If you guys haven't heard about it yet, you should come check us out at meetatmidfield.com. That's meet as in like a reunion, not with like the stuff you get from animals. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have our podcast up in the field hosted there, premium episode. Uh, and a whole bunch of writing from some great people. It's the first ever Ohio State Michigan combined website on the internet. Uh, thank you guys for letting me plug that really quick. Appreciate just gonna, it. Just yeah. Into, just went into full promoter mode for 30 seconds. No, uh, you're but... all good. <laughs> I, I mean, completely like not even not even shilling. I I have really enjoyed the site so far. Uh, oh, thank you, dude. It, it's great to have all that writing there in one place, and the for the forum's great to not have to deal with uh, as promised. They just like you know boomers. Um, yeah. That's that's really the best endorsement I can give. Um, Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Anyway, yeah. yeah. We, we oh won't yeah, Aaron. Go the ahead. funding uh, of who's funding <laughs> the uh, Meet at Midfield project, but that's all publicly available information, folks. You can right. find that. Do do your own research in that regard. <laughs> well, we did get foiled by Alex Jones this week, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I thought we'd be foiled, huh? How about that mm, one? Mm, foiled mm, for you yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah this is a 2016 resistance podcast now oh yeah folks. you heard it here the orange right. and bad oh yeah yeah you're in the globe zone with us right now we got the globe emojis next to our name on zoom all right so uh, mar-a-lago coming soon yeah <laughs> comprehensive breakdown of mar-a-lago i fully support the fbi now yeah Oh yeah, you have to. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, you have absolutely. the best intelligence community in the world, uh, according to Pete Buttigieg. Shout out, yeah. shout out, Mayor Pete. Um, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of guys who sort of failed upwards, wide open game, touchdown, Ohio State. Elliott off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown, Samuel. Cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Baskin spreading out, sets up deep over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Launches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Anyways, uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, conference realignment. Some real freak shit here. Uh, some TV oh, yeah. contracts. I, Ryan and I, I think I haven't talked to you much about it, John, but I love this shit because like. You know, growing up, I was sort of I was sort of raised in a world where you just sort of had to accept the SEC as your overlords, and that's just the way things were. Um, you know, sort of one of my first memories of football was the 2007 season, and then you know, I re- I remember the 2011 Sugar Bowl. It's Don't like, wow, they finally beat they finally beat an SEC team. Holy that's shit! Funny. Yeah, um, it, but like in this sort of conference re- realignment, the things the way things are going. They could position themselves, the Big Ten, I mean, could position themselves as the premier football conference in the country, which would yeah, just they be could. A and if, if you've been reading my screeds on uh, Meet at Midfield, you would see me talking about this. But uh, I really do believe the Big Ten is insanely well positioned right now. Um, obviously, the Notre Dame stuff is, is still pending. I think that is the biggest domino to fall. And there are people who have two minds about this. Like, there are people who think that Notre Dame is floating trial balloons to eventually accept the Big Ten offer. People think they're going to delay by a couple more years. I think whatever the answer is, this the, the next step of events is happening the same way. I'll say I don't believe any Pac-12 team that still remains is going to leave the Pac-12 for the SEC, right? We're all in agreement on that. It do, yeah, it doesn't make it. Like, I, I get that, like, you know, regions are done, but sort of culture and uh, we'll get into AAU, but like that still matters and Pac-12 teams going to the SEC makes zero sense. It's just not going to happen, right? Yeah. And I also don't think the SEC is going to offer, first of all. I don't think they want them that bad either. I don't think it's any kind of mix for either side. Yeah. So – Basically, whatever happens next is at some point in time, 
Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Bay are coming to the Big Ten. It could happen this year. It could happen in 2025. I don't really care. That is what happens next. I think it'll be done before October, is my opinion. Uh, that, I mean, the, the reason by beat, of course, we should get background here, is that in case you guys missed it, the Big Ten just is, it hasn't officially signed yet, but it's about to sign several massive deals uh, on TV rights. Uh, CBS agreed to half of the Tier 2 rights, basically the 330 games of the big 10 uh, for $350 million per year, uh, which means presumably because NBC is picking up the night games and also uh, is taking out some kind of streaming component. It looks like they're going to have part of it. Um, and then Apple's that's getting be... in on it. Apple or Amazon, right? Is that yeah. confirmed? It's, it's between those two. Um, and interesting about Amazon particularly is they also now employ Kirk Herbstreet for Thursday night NFL games, which is oh. pretty tasty to me, a guy who is thinking about these kind of things. So essentially uh, the Big Ten will be working with three of the four major networks, meaning Fox, CBS, NBC, uh, and also with the largest company in the world. One of the two largest companies in the world. Those are, I believe, one and two in market cap right now. Uh, so uh, one of those guys is is coming down. Or sorry, one of those one of those uh, 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 one of those deals is going to be absolutely massive. And we don't even know the number of the Fox deal, which is the tier one rights, is larger than all of them. It also includes the uh, Big Ten championship game. They are spending a fuck ton of money to work with the Big Ten. Uh, it only gets bigger, the, like the SEC's tier one rights uh, are a slightly lower amount than half the tier two rights the Big Ten just sold. That's, it is yeah, that's ridiculous. Insane. I, they, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, like, Ryan, maybe you can answer this. I don't really get why. Like, what brands, like, is it just Ohio State? Is it the collection of Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State? Uh, the West Coast schools and the potential for Notre Dame. Like, what is going on here? I get why the Big Ten is on par or above, but like, what? Why? Why is, does it look like they're going to crush them? I think it's because there's just more guarantees what the Big Ten does, right? Like the the average alumni base is larger by a lot, mm. and if you also, be, I, I so these deals always include automatic renegotiations and triggers and stuff like that. I wonder if that number, like some people are throwing out ideas, that number is contingent on certain teams joining, like basically mm. expecting there's more teams coming. Um, but adding in USC and UCLA to this conference means that basically on an annual basis, you have uh, USC, UCLA, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, that, and Nebraska. Sorry, that is nine teams that are guaranteed high view draws every week. The permutations of how often you have those teams playing each other is just higher than the SEC. The SEC has better football teams, and big games do matter. Like an Ole Miss versus Alabama top 25 game uh, will draw more than like one ranked team, one unranked in Iowa versus Nebraska, but not by that much. It is not by that much at yeah. all, which is interesting. Um, and I think you have that factor, just those, like I said, permutations of games. And there's rumors, too, the Big Ten is going to start adopting a different scheduling model, maybe up to 10 conference games. Um, they have to, in my opinion, right, to fill all of this content – to have enough to be broadcast on Fox, CBS, and NBC every single week, plus an Amazon component, you have to have a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, several, uh, you have to be on BTN and FS1 and presumably Peacock. So you have to have, what, eight eight games that are worth kind of drawing big numbers every single week. Mm -hmm. They're just going to have to start playing 10 conference games to fill that up. Uh, in my opinion, which is cool. It's, it's going to be exciting. So I think it's just more. Yeah, especially coming. if it's like a sort of nationwide conference where like, you know, if you, it like you don't really need the big uh, out of conference game anymore because you got Oregon playing Ohio State anyways. Right. Or like, you know, sure. it, it sort of eliminates the need for like going out of conference, which you can say is bad for college football. It probably is. I don't really care. I just I. I want to beat. I want the Big Ten to beat the SEC at the end of the day, and I think they're very well positioned to to do that. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about academics? I know you've been over these numbers sort of on a recent flipping the field, so you don't have to sort of go over specifics. But like, yeah, I you made can the... quote my pot memory, right? You, you yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. Um, I take, I annotate, <laughs> I print out the script and annotate, highlighter and all. Um, nice. <laughs> No, so basically, if you don't know the, what is it, the American Accreditation? It's the Association of American Universities. Yeah, uh, and, and it's basically, what, like 50, 60 schools that, maybe not even that I believe much. the number, I believe the number is 63 schools. Okay. Um, they are essentially the top R1 research universities, R1's a designation just for how much research money a school gets, how prestigious its, its academics are, etc. Um, it's the top of the, that group. That group's like 130 some schools. It's the best of the best of that. Um, and it, it measures essentially 
um, a school's academic publications, uh, a school's kind of like faculty quality, all kinds of stuff like that, um, that is like really important. Um, and it evaluates them on, on those kind of metrics. Uh, and it, it's a big 10 membership has required AAU uh, membership for a long period of time, not formally it's not in the bylaws, but it's an understood um, every school except Nebraska is a member, but they, um, they were when they joined, and they were when they joined, yeah. right. The reason they lost there is because they changed the way they classify hospital uh, money donations and research money, basically Nebraska's hospitals in Omaha instead of Lincoln. And that doesn't count for AAU membership. It's stupid. There's a couple other schools that dealt with this. Um, but it's interesting because what that means in its essence is the big 10 schools are about academically on par in terms of like admissions numbers and admission difficulty with the AACC, the other like academically elite conference, but in research money, they absolutely dwarf the ACC. Uh, like it's not even comparable. They have something called the, uh, it's the big 10 consortium or something to that effect. I don't yeah. know the exact name. Um, I, I know I posted it before uh, that big 10 schools, unlike other conferences work together to share research bids. So for example, Purdue and Northwestern, may both have a department that's like on its own would not win a giant federal grant for some, you know, biomechanics project, but working together, their faculties will win that bid pretty easily and they'll split the money between them. So it leads to big 10 schools getting vastly more money than, than any other, uh, um, any other conference, like, like AAU membership of those 63 schools split half of all federal academic funding between them. And I think uh, the big 10 is about a quarter of those AAU schools. So do the math on that, like how much how much money the Big Ten's bringing in of all like federal education money. And do you think crazy. these, yeah, you think these football numbers are big, like these AAU numbers are absolutely insane. And interestingly enough, uh, Notre Dame, which is an academically elite school, is not, I believe, an AAU member. Correct. Which, um, that could be the piece, I think, that really pushes Notre Dame over the edge, where if it's understood, like if you join, you'll you'll sort of enter this you'll you'll be uh you'll join the aau then i think that would be very enticing for the brass at notre dame um, and i think more importantly too there's an understanding amongst the league if there are certain teams they would just make an exception for right uh and notre dame yeah notre dame would be one of them um yes. and this Miami is why also by the way i would like to be one of them which is pretty interesting because i have a friend who is connected to a, a high level booster at miami uh who says they're actually putting together a campaign to join the aau um and have right here basically have folks that is a QB draw exclusive report yeah <laughs> well i guess like that that would uh that would lead me to believe like if they're if they're trying to join the aau maybe they're they're angling because they're well no one wants to be in the aac because the aac is uh dead yeah where we're we're angling in a uh now this is the University of Miami in Florida. You were talking about, like, correct, correct. <laughs> for now, yeah, for like, now. We're not talking about. Miami, uh, Welcome, yeah, Red Hawks. Say, like, it, yeah, once they start, once they start allowing Greek life membership to count as like an important criteria for the Big Ten, uh, it's first in the list. Miami of Ohio, just joining. But yeah, I mean, I, I think like it, it's not so secret that like eventually, if the SEC is the SEC's next path for expansion, is. Clemson, Clemson. And Florida State and like the, you, I don't think you, I think Florida State's gonna go to the Big Ten I think Ryan's right I think you could see a scenario where you basically have uh the Big Ten picking up like I said Oregon uh Washington Stanford Notre Dame and then moving to get like from the ACC get North Carolina Miami Florida State and a team to be named later uh I would people would say Duke because North Carolina collection connection People said Virginia because another huge prestigious state university. Uh, I think Pitt's pretty interesting. Pitt is obviously a rival of Penn State and is not that um, is not that interesting maybe in that capacity. But they are much like Washington. They are top ten in the country in federal education funding because they have. I was just going to say they are AAU. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, they have the largest public hospital system in America, I believe, with UPMC. It's huge, um, largest university related public hospital system, which is which is a pretty big deal um so yeah i mean i don't know it's just i, I mean it's, I, I don't really care who the fourth team is they're not making any money for us it's just some member whenever hanger along we let join our our prestigious conference right. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh no it's interesting to think about yeah i mean and like you play it out from there like other than clemson who else would say yes to the sec it's worth it for the sec right like what are their moves left yeah if they don't, don't get florida state miami if a big thing can beat them for that which i think it's is very over. possible like it's over that's it. Then they just yeah. then the, the thing is the money it's drastically different. So then you just start picking off. It's like are you are you getting Baylor? Like 
Like, are you getting? Yeah, what's like, that doing for you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I I can't even think. Like, I don't. There's no one. Like, there's no one left. There's just. I mean, Oklahoma State. Like, okay. Like, really. Um, Which, like, Oklahoma State, like, in their own right, barely exists without like bed bedlam. So, like, you yeah. Know, it, it, it is entirely a school and a program that popped up sort of overnight and like just because there was oil money laying around and things like that. So like, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's necessarily a huge draw there and yeah, like you said, you're running to, you're running into where that, where the you're running to like C, C minus C minus, you know, it, it's like, if they don't, you know, Clemson's obviously a get, but they're not a true blue blood. Like if, if Dabo, you know, even if Dabo doesn't leave, like, I don't think they're going to be the football powerhouse that they are. I mean, that they were, you know, a couple of years ago for, for, sure. a, for an extended period of time. Um, whole lot of new bloods, whole lot of new bloods. Oh that yeah. Conference. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Georgia tech is an AAU school. Like, do, <laughs> like, do they end up playing? In the Dude, you're, game? you're <laughs> joking, but there are like, there are Ohio state insider freaks. They're like, we should have Georgia tech outright. I'm, I'm looking at the list now. And like, there are some names on here that like, aren't entirely- it's time for yale to play football again on the uh, with the big boys it, you if know what you it, talk about like it's time for looking, university of chicago if you talk about like adding basketball to the mix right if if you're looking at just the aau alone right you could have michigan kansas iowa and ucla in the same conference it's funny basketball. dude i mean like well, at that point though why not like if you're if you're already right, yeah. going nationwide right why not do it it's going to dilute um, the money pie a, a little bit, but like, um, you know. And as someone pointed out, though, I think it was Greg Flugar. Like, it stops being about individual. Like, what does this team add for us right now? Like, are we going to make more money off this team right now than we were last week? It's more of like, well, hey, like, what if we own the entire college football market? What right. does that mean yeah. for us? Like, what if we control the whole pie? And then, like, uh -oh. you know, Greg Sankey's down there with like a little fiefdom that is, you know, very lucrative. But ultimately, it's the Big Ten is the biggest show in town. Um, and, well, and eventually I do think this will translate to football in some respect, obviously, you know, population, uh, migration being what it is, the sec has sort of gained that advantage over the past few decades, but the money at some point starts to have an effect. I would think. I would think so as well. I was just going to say, I think, I, I think we kind of breezed over it, but like, I always thought the one bar barrier to entry, especially for like a Notre Dame was their TV contract. And if the big 10 is going to essentially get them a bigger share of basically, well, they will it, like it, yeah, whenever they get independently, share. it will be nothing compared to what they get in the big 10. Exactly. So that's where it's like, you know, this, this stuff just becomes no brainers. Right. And, and as you're like, negotiating this stuff and like, you're adding more schools than you're adding to the, the contract value. And like you said, like if you get 10 games, 10, like 10 games with, a, I think Ryan brought up the idea of like a, so, a conference selection Sunday. So like a, a conference 14 playoff. That oh would be, yeah. yeah. I'm excited by that idea. I mean, I, like you yeah. get to 24 teams, all of a sudden you start looking at disgruntled teams, in the sec, you're trying to pick off A&M and Missouri from the sec. Right. Like, A&M like, would it, be a great fit in the big 10 for what it's worth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, funnily enough. I mean, I think it's I think it's very easy to play this out to a point where you get to a really beneficial position uh, for for the Big Ten, and it's fun to do it. Like I'm, it makes me excited to kind of think about what, yeah, uh, yeah you know, uh, what happens next. Um, yeah, I um, it, I I made a Twitter post like it, it's funny that like for as much as people have ragged on you know Notre Dame, and Michigan making talking about academics for so long like rightfully so like it's going to give what like the big 10 the upper hand in the next few years and a notre dame account replied to me like uh the big 10 has terrible academics have you seen those graduation rates it's like some people just have no <laughs> idea what it's like you don't know what's going on here like go take a break uh, it obviously it's someone who did not go to notre dame right because oh of course not yeah as <laughs> bringing up a very pertinent point not everybody who roots for notre dame online could actually get into notre dame university we, we, you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to uh throw too many stones from a glass house but i think the i'll do it yeah. <laughs> i didn't apply i didn't want to go to notre dame and i didn't pretend together uh so yeah fuck them yeah that oh, yeah. Um, I just, I, I really think, you know, for as much I, I shit as Kevin Warren got from, you know, MAGA boomers. And I, you know, the original decision not to play was, was dumb. Um, you, you can't, if other 
conference they're playing, you cannot have a year where you don't play football. It's just not. Of course, it's terrible. And also, like, his his decision-making didn't make any sense either. Like, Yeah, the whole, uh, yeah. It it was bad. I don't think we have to get back into that. Yeah, but since then, like, I got nothing but compliments. It seems like he knows what he's doing. Um, Obviously, Gene Smith's going to play a role in the process. Uh, You know, Gene Smith, we've all had our grievances with Gene Smith at certain times, but overall, I think he's been fantastic. Um, I'm sure he's monitoring this very closely um this podcast probably yeah 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 he's our next next guest gene smith welcome (laughs) sir um (laughs) yeah but uh i don't know when i get into some schedule want to take a quick break and then get into schedule let's do it all right sounds good we're going to do a selected preview of some games on the ohio state schedule we've selected five that uh sort of are worthy are worthy of previewing uh, those five are Notre Dame uh, September 3rd Wisconsin September 21st uh, September 24th excuse me um, Iowa October 22nd Penn State October 29th and Michigan at November 22nd let's start with Notre Dame uh, we're all anxious for this game I feel like I've been waiting for it for eight years at this point um, but Partly because of how last season ended, partly because, you know, it's Notre Dame, partly because uh, we really got to kick guys Mar- we are. Yeah, yeah. We're just kind <laughs> of freaks, you know. Freaks. Um, you know, partly because of uh, Marcus Freeman being annoying. Um, a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons to look forward to this one. Maybe I'm being a homer. I kind of expect the Buckeyes to kick their shit in. Like Tyler Bookner is yeah, five foot nine. Yeah. It like I just I like have you seen some of the things Marcus Freeman's been saying? Like, I just don't see any world in which this goes well for Notre Dame. There uh, is know, nothing about Notre Dame that's impressive. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say something too about the amount of fucking people, and this is Ohio State fans loading their diaper about James Laurinaitis <laughs> not working for Ohio State. Like, there's a fucking reason they didn't <laughs> hire him. If, if, if I would have been mad if they hired him. Like, that would have been a oh, horrible yeah. hire. He's a radio host. And, like, they're, they're, they're like, you know, Buckeye fan 44813 <laughs> online says, oh, so sad. Yeah, Buckeye fan 1488. That username, I guarantee you, is taken. Um, but yeah, <laughs> crying online about man, can't believe Marcus Freeman and uh, beat us to the, like you think Kerry Coombs was, but at least Kerry Coombs was one a spectacular position coach and had NFL experience. Like James Ornice was hosting the QB draw basically, and it's like uh, <laughs> we, did, we did better numbers last quarter than uh, than James Laurinaitis last. Uh, do you last guys hold on? Do you guys do quarterly reports for your podcast? Oh yeah. <laughs> We have a quarterly you have stockholder. Meeting. You have stockholder meetings. Yeah, we yeah. can't cash out the ad revenue till it hits ten dollars. But as soon as we can, you we know. are spending <laughs> all, baby. Uh, yeah, we we are sponsored too uh, by, by Spotify Lockheed Martin and Lucky Martin uh, and yeah. Raytheon. Actually, both of them. So we have Sick. to review, report our numbers to them. Uh, they're not thrilled with some of my comments uh, as of late, but uh, they do give great benefits, though. You know, so. what can you say? Great yeah. healthcare. Uh, great well, and I thought that I hope that referral I gave you helped you with that position. Oh yeah, of course, way. of course. They uh, they told you you were one of the most influential uh, peoples of all time in Latin America. So you know, people are saying that more and more. <laughs> I, I did get the chance. I was on a corporate retreat this past weekend. I did get the chance to just bust out the uh, my uh, what do you call it? My like my Spanish uh, knowledge yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in front of the team. Very satisfying. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, just just bra- yeah, I'm just bragging suck. on your podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, no, it's, it was I pretty am... sick. You guys should have seen Spanish. it. <laughs> Spanish hour with Ryan on the pod. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm over this. I'm over talking about this game. Just have it fucking happen already. Like Get maybe I like I, I I admit this is full scarlet glasses, but like I just have a vision of like JT Tuimolo like completely crushing Tyler Buckner like in the first quarter. Like I don't know. I just it it like who who's playing receiver for that? Are they like they're gonna stink. I, I don't know. Like I, well, I that, do not that, think that muscular guy uh who plays running back for them that that one dude posted online and then got mad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like look at this dude's muscles. <laughs> 
baby. Yeah, I can't, can't believe that soft ass Ohio State defense have to deal with. This Did you see that, Ryan? No. What is this? There was this. There was this Notre Dame fan who who posted. I can't. The the Ohio State defense is going to have to deal with this manly, muscular running backs. Uh, power when it comes on, on september 3rd oh, our, friend yeah. Rob, our friend robert was like what do you mean by that and uh he, he got really upset <laughs> that's awesome dude i love i love online i love that we've gathered a pretty good tribe here of just insane ohio state fans that yeah. together in these moments we'll call it a tribe too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going uh, we're, we're we'll forever be the tribe to me uh, you know? uh, <laughs> jesus uh this is not the episode to show my future employer, um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, you have a job, dude. Uh, I, I, <laughs> hey, he's, he, you know, as the only one here that, that doesn't have to have a job quite yet. So I, I technically nice. do have a, a wage job. So um, oh, he's a wagey. He's yeah, a wagey. I'm a wa- yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boys on the forum aren't going to like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Notre Dame, not not great. I, like, I, they'll probably, I, it probably won't be a total ass kicking. Like, I'm sure their defense is going to be solid. Um, I'm sure there'll be kinks for Ohio State to work out. I, I just don't expect Ohio State to really be sweating it in the end. I think there's a reason the line is 13 and a half. Um, those are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I, I agree. Let's talk uh, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin also sucks ass but we haven't played them since what 2019 uh right yeah because because 2020 was 2020 we played northwestern indy um and and graham mertz once hailed as sort of the savior to the wisconsin quarterback ills has proven to uh be be real bad at playing football uh which i'm actually surprised by i thought he'd be good i thought he'd be Um, good i really was shocked I, i i i'm actually very surprised that he sucks ass um but i i I don't think there's a ton going on here i don't think jalen Berger's very good um the defense fine um it shouldn't have enough to keep up with ohio state if it does uh ryan day has shot himself in the foot which you know uh wouldn't be the first time right right uh (laughs) (laughs) but you know I just think they're sort of – I really picked this one because I think they're sort of an interesting crossroads because how, how much longer can you keep doing what you've been doing for this long except now it's worse? You know, like if they had maintained the standard, then okay. But it's like it's the same thing, but it's getting a lot worse, and it's getting worse quickly. So I, I just sort of wanted to ask you guys, like where does Wisconsin sort of go from here, do you think? Dude, well, I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, the only saving grace here, the saving grace here is obviously it's just Braylon Allen is a fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I buried like, the lead. Yeah, and that's like yeah. that's like like maybe they just lean into that. I guess it's like you you took a diversion with with Graham Graham Mertz and like tried to redefine yourself for like. I think it was like one game that where like they Graham they Mertz, just they cooked Illinois in the 2020 season opener in October, yep. and he and, looked fantastic. And I thought they were for real. Um. And then I was wrong. Um, but yeah, Braylon Allen's a freak. I mean, like maybe Ches Malusi as a backup is fine. not a real guy. Yeah. He doesn't not, have not a, a social security number. Um, um but he's yeah, like the I guy mean, that like the breaking bad like getaway uh guy makes. Like if you it, like that those are where his IDs come from. No one's called yeah. Ches Malusi. It's like you're gonna be a running back he's from not real. Wisconsin. Yeah. He's, all right. He's not real. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Braylon Allen is like the the stereotypical back from Wisconsin, like maybe he gets loose and like kind of keeps the game somewhat kind of close, but like if the defense sucks and JSN and, and, and uh, CJ or even Devin Brown are healthy at that point, like it's, it's going to be tough to keep that, uh, get that offense off the field. Um, so or well, keep that uh, offense on the field. Yeah. Cause they're just going to be scoring in, in 30 seconds yeah. like last year. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I did. There was a point where I was worried about this game, and I believe it was in an earlier rendition of the schedule when it was Ohio State was playing Wisconsin and Penn State, I believe, back to back and both on the road. Mm. Um, and at that point, yeah, I was a little worried about like one of those two games going awry because like you're, you're going to get beaten up in the trenches against Wisconsin. It's just going to happen. So like it does 
your defense is your defense able to withstand that but then you you do also remember that like Sean Clifford's playing quarterback for Penn State too um hopefully not by that point right but you know I digress um yeah 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 should be um fairly easy win there Ryan, I'm sort of yeah. interested on your thoughts on like what you think the future is for Wisconsin because honestly, I have no idea. And I don't think John does either. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think that's an interesting question. Um, I, I I just don't really see like what's going on uh, with this kind of like Wisconsin roster. Like, I don't see what Paul Christ is doing. Like, what's his game? You know what I mean? Like, right. What, like you it, know, it, you think Ryan Day doesn't have a coherent vision? Like, what is Paul Christ's coherent? Sure, vision, they just right? move their you inside know, like, linebackers coach to O line coach. The old Jimbo like, Fisher. Did you guys see yeah, that? Yeah, oh my God. That, the, like, I, <laughs> I make fun of Jimbo, camp. but that's oh not nearly God. as bad. Yeah. Yeah. That could be um, a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's a, it, it, it's something that, um, it's something that I don't really see what Wisconsin do. Like you said, Raylan Allen's doing an offense into himself at, the, at that at that running back position. Their defense replaces eight starters this year. And like, yeah, Jim Leonard's one of the best in the country. But like, this could be a year where the bottom falls out. For, well, it sort of for fell out in 2020. It was just that it was a COVID year. So like, it right. They still ended up what, like four or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really tough for me to imagine. Uh, to imagine what this looks like going forward, I, I just don't know that. Like, I don't know if they have a clear answer for anything on their on their roster. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I just don't see this concept program is anymore. Like, Jim Leonard should be the head coach. Just, just fix yeah. that. Yeah, Paul Christ is like, uh, uh, he's just not. He, yeah, he's not. He's an NPC. He's a, he's in the NPC class of coach. <laughs> you know. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Wisconsin? No, I think they suck. I, yeah. I think they are going to finish second or third in the Big Ten West. Uh, also, Which here's is my very official, bad for them. Yes. Here is my my hot take. Okay. I am putting them on upset alert to the mighty Illinois fighting Illini. I like that because, yeah, no, they lost to them in 2020. I could see it happening again. Dude, Illinois is low-key going to be pretty good for a while. I really like what they're doing. Bert's, Bert's uh, a good coach. He, he, he has a coherent vision. And it, Hi, hiring Ryan Walters from Missouri was a nasty yeah. move. Oh yeah. And it's low ceiling, but for Illinois, they'll take, you know, if low ceiling means an eight and four year, you take that every day. Of the oh week. my God. Yeah. And yeah. He, that's the thing is he doesn't have to ever get to nine wins. If he gets an eight and four year, he's going to get hired a bigger job ASAP because he's a proven track record. Right. Right. And in Illinois, that's especially impressive. All right. We're skipping Michigan state because we play them every year and everyone knows they suck ass. They're going to be worse this year. Iowa. Um, some white cornerbacks coming back. Uh, Spencer Petrus, who honestly, Ronnie, I, know I know you're, I know you're making fun of the white cornerbacks. He's Ronnie good. Moss he's good. Really he's good. good. Yeah. No, I. Uh, um. <laughs> On the other hand, Jack Campbell is a tackle merchant. He is yeah. just a tackle merchant. Corner. He is not doing anything. That's such like a dying AF. breed, like a cornerback who's a tackle merchant. Like that's such a like a Madden <laughs> 09 thing. Like, oh, this cornerback gets a lot of tackles. He must be good. Like, I love that uh, that Alabama is just trying to get all of the screen merchant wide receivers on one roster right now. Uh, their wide receiver <laughs> room does not make much sense to me. Um, uh, they fucking suck, dude. I, I really do. I'm like going back and forth on that because that, I do think. Yeah. Did that, you see college football nerds think Tyler Harrell's going to be better than Jameson Williams? It's crazy. It's crazy. Did you see that? That's an insane thing to say out like, loud. I, yeah. He's and a body catcher. Usually I like – usually those guys – you know, they definitely have an SEC slant, but usually I, I think they're generally smart. And then he said, he said, Harold's not that good. You know, he's like, he's like John Ross of college football, maybe a little bit better, but you know, um, I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. I, I mean, like all the receivers are too. They're not just like mids. They're also like little, like right. the I don't most think perfect guy you have good. is, Jermaine yeah. Burton's like six foot, six foot one. He's like, John Mechie 2.0. You know, he's John Mechie 2.0. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. Um, sorry, I got distracted. As always, you have to talk about Alabama every of second. Of course, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just means more, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh, it's true. Um, no, but I don't know. Um, Wisconsin, or no, we're on Iowa. Sorry, we're on Iowa. Same, same team, same team. <laughs> same team. Uh, yeah. I, I like Iowa. I'm sorry. Call me crazy. I know Sam Laporte is the, or uh, Sam, uh, uh, Spencer Petrus is the quarterback. Sam Laporte is their tight end. Yeah. I know they have Brian Ferris. No, they're going to be solid. Like, they're all, that gonna defense be, is yeah. going to be nasty. Yeah. I think, um, 
I think that like it, it's like essentially like there's a freaky Friday situation happening with their programs and like Wisconsin is the new <laughs> Iowa and, and I like, was the new Wisconsin. I, yeah. yeah, that actually that actually sort of holds up. They they have sort of switched over the last couple of years. Um, I, I'm very excited to play Iowa because we haven't played them since 2017. Obviously, like there's nothing you can say to a Wisconsin. It's like oh we beat you. We, like it's a it's like uh, you you're never erasing that loss, but it's just nice to. I, I don't know. Put it behind. Put them at home bit. too is gonna be so nice because you don't yeah. have Nick and like there's just there's how many God. times does that happen? Like what is the I'm pulling up Winsipedia for Ohio State Iowa. Like I started college in 2012. I think we played Iowa at home maybe once since then, if that. Yeah, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't. It's the fir- oh, no, this is the first time they've come to Columbus since 2013. Damn. Wow. What, Only the third I, time they played. Yeah. Was was the 2013 game like the 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 game Carlos Hyde had that crazy run? I think it is okay. right. Yeah, where, where he, he like had, went like, back, where he like got stumbled oh, backwards that, that and then kicked went, ass. Yeah, that was a fun yeah. game. That 2013 third, was like the first season I like followed religiously. Um, yeah, that was my sophomore year. <laughs> Damn, we had that's crazy. <laughs> we had yeah, never. Right, we're not going to uh, talk about ages <laughs> on here again. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, we hadn't lost the game in college at that point in time. We went undefeated in 2012. I had never yeah. seen Ohio State lose by that point in my college yeah. career. Wow. That's something. Anyway, yeah, I think Ohio State will win. Um, you know, kind of half the point is just talking about, like, the state of the other team. I think uh, Spencer Peters, God, he is awful. He is, like, I, I didn't really, like, I heard everyone say, oh, he sucks so bad, he sucks so bad. And I hadn't really watched them until that Penn State-Iowa game, which Iowa somehow won which doesn't make any sense, but that guy is terrible. Um, but yeah. I, I think they'll be a good team regardless. Um, you know, it's in spite of that. Um, some Iowa fans would probably say because of that, they can't have a good quarterback. It's the law. Um, it's true. It's true. But I don't know. I mean, Iowa is a good football team. I think they're going to probably, they're probably going to make the big 10 championship game. By yeah. Guess. Yeah, um, I, I mean, probably end up playing. I mean, who play. like North? It's not a Northwestern year. Um, oh, Northwestern, definitely terrible. not a Northwestern. Yeah, it, it's yeah. um, it's def- there's no one. The Big Ten West no. is really bad. Like, if you yeah. think Wisconsin sucks, like I do, then you are looking at just Jack. It's shit. like, like, all right, are you rowing the boat? Is Minnesota like, you... just gonna come out of nowhere? Like, yeah, I, I, oh, I think Minnesota's yeah even worse than these guys. Like, yeah, I Purdue lost all their receiving options. I do, I do really enjoy a good Minnesota. I think a good Minnesota is a lot of fun, but. That's not this team. Um, you guys yeah. want to hear something sickening? What? Spencer Petrus yeah. is from San Rafael, California. What are you doing, I, man? <laughs> I would have thought for sure that that kid was like born and bred in the Iowa corner. He had what a little you... bit of that California pencil neck look to him, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what did, I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. He looks like he's never squatted in his life. <laughs> but he takes his helmet off for sure. But like, it's just, it's what really. What are you doing, man? How do you end up? How do you end up in Des Moines? It's um, crazy. Anyway. I, uh, there is a part of me, I, I obviously will never pick this because I think they are just a loser program under Scott Frost. But like, you could talk yourself into Nebraska when it's Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. That'd be yeah. so sick. They if don't Scott have... Frost goes like nine and three and wins the division after all this bullshit, <laughs> wouldn't you Lifetime lose your mind? contract? Dude, Lifetime I'm I'm contract. rooting for it. I I enjoy maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but I enjoy a fun Minnesota and I, and I mean I enjoy a good Minnesota and I enjoy a good Nebraska. I think it it's just fun when those teams are good. Um, you know, who knows? Week zero. What if they kick the shit out of North? I mean, they better kick the shit out of Northwestern. Um, they won't. They'll win by three. But, you know. The only game I'm interested this year from, from Nebraska is Nebraska-Indiana because that is the matchup of uh, of Mark Whipple and Walt Bell. And they will be pairing <laughs> up. And uh, the, the UMass Bowl as what is being called. And uh, – yeah, I, I can't wait for, for God, that. Indiana, you talk about flying too close to the sun. I mean, Jesus, that was you hired Walt eye. Bell yeah. to get fired. That's uh that's what Tom Allen there. It's really, really bad. Uh it's it's just embarrassing too. Like have a little pride, dude. Why would it's, you take him? That that is a that program is wow. Uh anyways, uh Penn State on the road. I believe it will be a big noon game, uh, so no whiteout, um, which makes yeah, it infinitely they, easier. They, they switched their whiteout around, I think, uh, maybe in 
maybe it was a it was a smart decision by their their staff to to say that like how many times can we can lose we lose the, the whiteout? Out yeah, before it <laughs> yeah. starts to lose its luster. So like they're gonna do their whiteout against like I don't know, uh, you know, uh, one double like Villanova or something, and then just guarantee <laughs> they're gonna get a win that that week. Well, they play Auburn on the road this year, right? So I think they did it for them last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do it to Michigan State for that Land Grant Trophy. They're always hyped up for that one. That's a that's a huge one. But mm. it's, you got it's a tough mix the white out. You got to do what's team people kind of jazzed up for, but also one you have a chance to uh, a chance to beat. Oh my uh, god, they're playing Minnesota in the whiteout. Are you serious? Oh, uh, that's embarrassing. That's they'll lame. win that game, but yeah, they will. It win really that is game. very funny that like James Franklin now has basically like high end top one hundred players in every position on the offense uh, except for offensive line. Like, he's going to have Drew Aller, a five-star quarterback back there. He's, like, three five-star running backs. He has fucking uh, all kinds of talent. Okay, but they're, they're five-star. They get all, they always get the five-star running back that stinks somehow. Well, no, like, it's I, because the offensive – that's why that's yeah, my take. Yeah, like, it's yeah. because they can't block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that is fair. Uh, like, what did Jahan Dotson do in college? He had, like, one good game against Ohio State. Right. But like, I, everyone, I mean, everyone's saying uh, he's looked good in commander's camp. Yeah. Yeah, which would kind of – I don't know. Um. Is there Makes... a chance Drew oh, Aller like... starts the game? I... No. You think Not Clifford... unless Clifford's hurt. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, if, if you've rode with Clifford for this long, like, I guess there's no chance that you bench him. He's but... like 24, right? Or he's going to be 24. Like that. yeah, that's at insane. The, at the very least. Like, that man, uh, get a job. How, how is every Big know. Ten quarterback the same? Like, it just doesn't make any – it's like – it's a conference full of Kirk Cousins. Obviously, not as good as Kirk Cousin, but that sort of. Um, have you guys seen like that? Have you guys seen sort of like the Kirk Cousin scale that that one guy did? Like that's what the Big Ten. Every every quarterback is some like Spencer Petras is like point three of that guy. You know, Sean Clifford's like one point one of that guy. Maybe. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it's all at the end of the day the same guy. Um, anyways, uh, we have stayed on topic real well. Uh, any closing thoughts on Penn State or Iowa before we talk about the big one? Oh, the big one. Um, no, I don't think I have any. Yeah, <laughs> not no. not teams to have many thoughts on, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm trying to empty my brain, honestly. Yeah, you think about Iowa and just not much comes to not much comes to mind, you know. Um, anyway, uh, Michigan, November 26th in the shoe. Obviously, we've all been waiting for it um, for a very long time and unfortunately we still have a long ways to go um i think this michigan team's going to be good um i think the idea that they're going to have the same edge pressure they had last year is completely ridiculous um that seems like lying to me um i think their offense will be yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think their offense will be solid um i'm very interested by their quarterback battle and honestly that's like sort of the main question mark not like concern but sort of like flex point for me on their season i think there's no way ohio state should actually lose to michigan this year like if they do ryan day should be fired on the spot right. as, yeah. as we all yep. know yep. but like there's just they don't have like i think mazzy smith is really good i think they have some pieces that are kind of exciting on defense dj turner's really strong quarterback corner i should say yeah um wide receiver they still have nothing i like the running backs a lot is like ronnie Bell, ronnie bell's pretty good right like if he's yeah, okay. he'll be healthy for the first time ever if he yeah gets this year <laughs> the um, josh proctor <laughs> yeah i, I mean they really already had a josh good Proctor's healthy me too yeah <laughs> I, they had a really good returning o-line already and they added a remington finalist to center to compliment it like it's they're gonna be a really solid o-line mm-hmm. they're gonna get points um i just don't think this idea of like we lose every single difference maker on our roster uh and our game manager quarterback comes back and we have two new coordinators and like, that's going to work the same way as it did last year just should not happen. Like, I think it's yeah. a team that probably shows up in Columbus 10 and one or 11 and zero, just based on what they're like, what they oh, have. Their very bad... schedule is dog shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's horrible. There's not a team they should lose to really, but like this no. might not just, might just be young enough. It or might be a enough. cumulative, like, like 10 one and loss. one, nine, like yeah. nine and two, you know, where it's just like you end up. Oh, they lose two coming in. That's a huge failure. For season, oh, yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah, I, but they just might like, I don't know. Like, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not I, even I, saying that as a hater. I'm saying that because they lost like all the, everyone who sort of, except for the two running backs who I think are superb, uh, Quorum and, uh, Donovan Edwards, um, apart from those two. They yeah. Lost I like them a lot. Yeah. They lost everyone who made last season sort of what it was, um, 
And I just, you know, and again, the quarterback, unless it's JJ McCarthy, I'm sort of a JJ McCarthy skeptic. Um, I was just going to say, like, I, I think he's had like the way they used him last year was so weird. Dude, he uh, sucks. They use him in the Tebow package. It doesn't make it. I look if if if, if he if he is healthy and does not start this game, like this is a big time. Like like the all all red alarm fire. Like everything. Like this guy fucking sucks. Like it, yeah. I mean, I think he does fucking suck. <laughs> I, I think mean, it's it, like, look, he got like he got chosen. Kyle McCord got chosen over him. Like, what does that tell you? You know, like, yeah, and, and look, <laughs> he, he hasn't completed above 60% uh, uh, passes in a season since his sophomore year of high school when he <laughs> was playing South School, Illinois high school. Football. That's absurd. He didn't do it last year. He didn't do it his last two years of high school ball. Uh, it's been three full seasons without one. He kind of makes me think of like Josh Allen, but without the juice, like, like Wyoming Josh Allen, but without the extra Dude, he's upside. he's yeah. he's a worse Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was accurate. You got the, he's got that going yeah. for him. Like, yeah. uh, I don't really see what the appeal is on JJ McCarthy. I don't so get it. So many five star quarterbacks like suck. That's another question. Well, I I, I think it's just you were every year, but it just still happens. Yeah. Right? It's a it's a thing. Like I feel like the the recruiting people like are forced to. Yeah, some of these like, guys, it's like, oh, we have to put this. Yeah. Throw in an extra five-star quarterback just because, like, there has to be a certain ma- number of them that go around. And well, I don't even know if it's that. I think some of these guys just have some sort of pedigree, like, it, that maybe I'm talking out of my ass here. This is sort of just like a theory of mine. I don't know. Anyways, Ryan Donnelly, do you have any thoughts on the recruiting of late? We haven't really talked about it in in a space like this. Uh, we've all been very displeased behind the scenes. Um, what? Just give us your breakdown yeah, on. I like, mean, the stuff July. the stuff we are playing in group chats is. Whew, you guys don't want to see that. You guys would be a little concerned if you saw it's what ugly. we were doing in group chats lately. Um, it is. Uh, no, I mean, of course it's time to lock him up. We all know that. We all know it's time to lock up Ryan Day. Um. I don't really get it, dude. I don't really get like his thought process. Some of the stuff I don't really care about, like Ty Lockwood going to Alabama. I, right. I who gives not a give shit? Less of a fuck yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just that's that's his prerogative. He's not going to be good anyway, and we're not going to use him if he came here. Like, it's great we got Jelani Woods or whatever, but he's not going to play. Like, he's not going to get receptions. What do I care about his eighteen receptions? Thurman is the only one that like would I could. I call him see Jelani Woods. That's the Virginia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jelani yeah. Thurman. Sorry. But like, uh, yeah, he, he I, he's just he's just like he's the only guy who I could see like making an outsized impact on Ohio State. And I don't even expect. But like Lockwood, we've had a million high Lockwoods like it doesn't matter. Like, Oh, yeah, there's one every year. And it's kind of funny because as much as we all do dog, uh, justifiably so Kevin Wilson for not really caring about recruiting. He does pretty much get a four star tight end every year, which is very funny, given the fact that like he never uses any of them and like. They don't really have a purpose in the roster. Uh. <laughs> They're good blockers. Luke Farrell was good, you know. No, yeah, not, I love Luke Farrell. Yeah, Dude, did I ever tell yeah. you guys my stories about Luke Farrell in high school? No. Uh, his dad, really great guy, honestly. I do like his dad a lot, but was like a real football dad and that every time he met someone who worked for a recruiting service would tell them like, I mean, you guys got that uh, uh, Jake Houseman kid right ahead of my son. There is no fucking chance he's half as good as my kid is. And you got to give it to him. He was right. He, he was 100% right. right. <laughs> yeah. We all have much wrong. more than Jake Houseman. I mean, it's kind of funny to like harangue like a, a half dozen people about whether or not your son's the eighth best or sixth best tight end in the country. But uh, I do respect the hustle. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I got off track. Ryan no, Day. That's yeah, what it's he all sucks, about. dude. Ryan Day sucks. Um, the recruiting stuff, like, I don't really get the, I don't really get the, the, the whole concept with Dijon Johnson, right? Like all the stories you hear, I mean, look, the rumors are out there. Why not? We could, I, I'll repeat them. Uh, yeah. Rumor is he has a kid, right? He has a kid in Tampa. Yeah. and wants to stay close to home. That is a thing. But the kid response I don't get is like Dave and responding to that by saying, look, either you're in or you're out with recruiting. Why would you give a hardball to like a hardball offer to someone who's going through like a real difficult life choice? Right. It like that whole sort of. So if our listeners don't know, I'll just give like the skeleton breakdown. Yeah. Uh, so Dejon Johnson has been committed to Ohio State since he was like a, a much lower rate prospect. He's now a top 100 player, a, one of the best cornerbacks in the country. He's from Florida. And he recently there, there was sort of a swirl that of rumors that he was going to decommit. And then he actually did. He did not instantly flip anywhere, and then sort of uh, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, the the rumor mill started up that he was going to recommit to Ohio State. Um, essentially, uh, 
under the circumstance that Ryan Day and Ohio State had worked something out with him regarding, you know, sort of family travel, NIL, who really knows the specifics? It doesn't matter. But they had worked something out where it would be workable for him to be at Ohio State. And then uh, seemingly just as quickly as the rumors that he would recommit, uh, it, it became clear that he was not going to do that, at least imminently, um, because he still wanted to take visits. And what it appears is that Ryan Day did not want that. Um, which from some circumstance I can get, you know, like having a guy decommit twice in a cycle is a bad look, but it's at the same time, it's like, get a deal done, you know, like, yeah. I mean, the answer isn't like, you know, uh, get him to recommit right away. The answer is like, we'll take your visits then. Like we'll keep right. recruiting you, but like, yeah, and, you well, don't tell him you're in or you're out. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the thing, like where I'm at with it. Like if he had, if we had a, better alternative seemingly out there and like hey yeah man like your spot's gone if 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 you don't commit now then like i guess i understand it or maybe there's like a slight angle here where ryan day's like hey this isn't fair to your family uh or your kid that you're like you know kind of jerking this whole thing around like i don't know maybe that's part of it but i don't know like it just is a weird 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 time for him to pull that card um when like very clearly like that's just the that's just how recruiting works in college football now like you have to be uh willing to deal with the fact that commitments aren't necessarily set in stone because for every Dijon Johnson there's going to be other kids that eventually you are also are looking to pursue and flip so you kind of have to like live with I mean they're doing it now with Keon Keeley like I don't you know like it's crazy it's crazy and like it's just part of a larger pattern. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't really, like, I think a lot of their decisions in recruiting just are, are things that don't make a lot of sense to me. The when and why of how they take certain kids. Like, like not being willing to take Derek LeBlanc or whatever, right, like, like several months ago, which then leads to a downstream effect of losing, uh, you know, losing, what's his name, uh, John Walker to UCF yeah. of all places for Christ's uh, The guy who like, went Darren, Darren Reed, I think it is, to LSU. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys like that just have, like, and now it's, like, all of a sudden you're looking at either taking, like, two defensive tackles and, like, one or two defensive tackles and, and having no clear answers to that position um, because you thought you were going to hold off for better stuff and it didn't work out. Like there's a lot of stuff like that on certain takes, like every position except quarterback and wide receiver. I'm just like, eh, on a lot of the times and quarterback this year is that oppressive. I don't know. Like, I don't think the, rec- I still don't think the recruiting staff structure makes very much sense. I don't get why having four defensive assistants where two of them are like in their late sixties and don't really like to recruit very much. And the other two got like one of the other two guys hasn't coached in college in over a decade. Like, that just doesn't seem like a good staff makeup for recruiting to me, which we're bearing out the results of right now. Um, there's just a lot of things that... Especially when your head to... coach is basically an offensive assistant. Like... Yes. Yeah, if you're just, you know, working through, like, some of the decision-making here, I think I think what's happening is there's just no pushback on the orthodox thinking in the room, right? Like, there's not anyone second-guessing or questioning these decisions. They're just kind of... Because they've all come from the same tree, they're all up their own ass about how things are done, and it's just, like, the system. Except uh, maybe Jim Knowles, but the thing is, he doesn't like to recruit. So it's like, you know. You yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, you know, it, it's just a staff full of people. It, like it, Ryan Day being the head coach is like so perfect for that room because it's just a bunch of guys who just like look at the end of the day and say, well, you know, the brand has to be worth something. And then you go forward there. Like in a vacuum, <laughs> right? Like Dijon Johnson, like decommitting, like the story. Dijon Johnson commits to a school super early, uh, then gets love and then <laughs> like that, that makes sense, like in a vacuum, but like to lose like to go from Ohio state, which is a top four program in the country, like inarguably to then yeah. be like, now, like we we've got to go to, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we exactly. do to Florida, that's, who that's, has been down for the years. reverse that's- is supposed to happen. You're, you're supposed to have like a guy who commits to a local school and then uh, realizes that, holy shit, I actually have a chance at, at, uh, at making something out of this. And then they, they end up going to Ohio State. But the the inverse has happened so often now. Like, like it's just it's 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 insane. Like, I don't know whether people aren't doing their homework. I don't know whether there just aren't relationships there. I don't know if, if it, a lot of it could be just like fucking resting on laurels which again i've talked about more than enough times in this podcast is that the last response you should have to a year like last year is oh well yeah we should give ryan day more money and more like 
guaranteed years on his contract to like, it just rewards behavior like that. Like, Oh yeah. It rewards uh, going, you know, having two losses and not making the playoff. Like that's just, that that's what kind of behavior you're incentivizing there. Yeah. Yeah. So you see my, my whole thing with all this and like, you know, to be clear, like I'm, I've said this before. I've basically been like a Ryan day centrist. I don't think he's great. Um, I also think he can win a national championship at Ohio state just because of sort of the, um, his, his strengths aligned with the moment, uh, with the, with the sort of meta of the moment, um, the quarterbacks and receivers and just sort of the institutional power that Ohio state has. So I, I don't think he's, you know, he's not like, I, I don't even know. Uh, uh, he's not John Cooper. I mean, hopefully not. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shouldn't speak too soon there anyways. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold off on that one. Um, but we'll my chat thing January is, about with that one. Yeah, my thing is, it's like Dijon Johnson having a kid decommits be closer to home. Fine. Like, but the problem is, is that this trend happens like it's a trend now. It's like you can only make the individual excuse so many times before it's like, all right, guys, you got to win some of these, you know? Right. And it's like, I mean, what's the whole point of hiring Perry Eliano to get Caleb Downs? Like, wasn't that why they did it? Like, wasn't he like grew up with the kid's dad or something? Yeah. And now people are repeating the same. By the way, everything just repeats itself. People are doing the same thing right now with that KJ Bolden kid in 2024, who's supposed to be like a freak defensive back. And he's like, oh, well, Perry Eliano. It's a Perry Eliano's cousin. I can't do it, this again. It's going to happen again. I can't it's going to happen again. I can't do I'm, it again. Dude, they are just bored. Here's the thing is like, the thing people don't understand about Ryan Day is that he is a born loser. Like everything about him, he will never actually win anything. He'll just get close enough all the time. Like he'll get really good recruiting classes, but he won't get the ones that count. He'll win some big games, but not the ones that actually really matter. Like he's never going to get all the way across the line because he doesn't know how to do it. He's never done it. He doesn't win. Well, that's not a winner. Goes back to like kind of what I had talked about. I want to say on our last podcast about how like the the classes that he builds are very clearly like it's like he watches twenty four seven and is Dude. like how do I get to uh for like the the fourth best recruiting class in the country and that's like little things like taking two fucking tight ends when you don't use any of them and like you know oh wow they're both four stars so that gets us above Notre Dame so that's actually we we now have a good class forget the entire defensive side of the ball like that's just the way he rolls and it, it's just it's soulless and it yeah like you said he's a fucking born loser and until he proves me wrong like I'm just gonna die on this hill all right. Yeah. D- yeah, um, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely drinking the Buckeye Gatorade a little bit more than you guys are, but I totally get the the sort of pessimism, at least on the broader outlook. Um, I think we're in agreement that this year should be good. Um, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing too: is like this class isn't unsurvivably bad, right? Like, I think there's still it's not, not, it's I, not a Michigan 2023 class. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sounding really pessimistic. I realize like, I still think like this class with proper coaching is absolutely going to have to win a national championship. Like, but the difference is, is every year the margins get thinner right. because they're really still not developing guys the right way, in my opinion. Like there's a lot of the player deployment development still off. I think a lot of their roster management makes zero sense to me. Uh, the recruiting is getting just a little bit worse, slipping even more as other positions. And like absolutely the right coaching hires and theoretically Jim Nola should be that can make up for all of that. All of that can be solved with the right coaches. No doubt about that. But the margins to solve it get thinner and the coaches have to be better. Um, yeah. And, and that's just the tricky part because I still don't think like they're just like certain decisions they're making tell me they're still not taking all parts of this seriously. Like I think Ryan Day is a, a fundamentally reactionary and not proactive coach. That's his problem. Uh, like that's like I think he's like a, a generally like decent football guy. I, he's just he never takes proactive action. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your point, but like that's no, what it really boils good. down to. It's your podcast, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, uh, no, he doesn't really like, like, I mean, you look at it with like the, the Jim Knowles hire, right? It's a great example here. And, and like, and moreover, like the, the maintenance of Parker Fleming on the staff, he understands he needed a better defensive coordinator, right? He knew like Kerry Combs is not good. I don't think he has any philosophy really as to like what makes it good. It's why like when Jeff Halfley ran his like cover one, cover three set with those guys he did in 2019, um, it was uh, uh, basically just the thing where like, Okay, well now what's his, now Jeff Halfley is uh 
Um, sorry, one second, guys. I got a little distracted there. Um, now Jeff Halfley is is like that's the only defense we could ever run at Ohio State forever. Right? right? He's like that's that my defense. defense. It's that's like, no, my it's defense. Not. And you it's don't, like, you don't know anything about like. And so then he finally learns. Okay, that's actually not what it has to be. You can have multiple different defenses. Uh, is then he high? It goes and higher Jim Knowles, who's just like the number one ranked defensive coordinator in the country that year. Just like happens to be a reactive hire, but he doesn't understand like why having four defensive assistants on the staff is bad, and like you have to solve that problem. Um, that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, and like, it's just staff composition stuff. It's about how they recruit, like the way they go about recruiting, the decisions they make in, in recruiting, the way they talk to recruits, like having too many players at an official visit. There's just too many things here. He's not thinking through proactively and it's just reacting to a problem once it happens, which will never be good enough to beat the Nick Saban's the world. Just yeah, won't we just, happen. Well, the, the good thing is I really only think there's one Nick Saban in the world. Uh, sure. Well, there's, I'm the second, but I understand. Yeah, that saying. is. <laughs> so as soon as, as soon as he's done, uh, it's looking great for Ryan Day. I really do think anything less than uh, going into the playoff thirteen and zero is unacceptable. I just don't think there's a there, there's, there's a yeah. It, it's just look like and sure you can say that most years about Ohio State, but like Ohio State it's, never returns talent like or production. I should say like this. It just it just doesn't happen. And like all you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little too much, but like all the reports are that C.J. Stroud looks the part. Um, which we all expected him to. Uh, he's 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 much better than yeah. than that that bum uh, up in uh, up in Tuscaloosa. Uh, uh, dude, oh, it doesn't. It's about, not even close. It is not like they had fields. They <laughs> they have they have the. Oh, I mean, Ohio State has the best quarterback in the country. They have the most talented wide receiver room in the country. On paper, they have an absurd offensive line. I mean, if you just th- like if you just think about like. Paris Johnson, Donovan Jackson, Luke Whipler, maybe he's sort of the odd man out, but I think I don't think he's anything worse than fine. Um, Matthew Jones and Dewan Jones, may, you know, Dewan Jones left something to be to desire to say the least last year. But um, you couple that with yeah. a defensive line that should be monstrous and hopefully an improved back seven. And really, you know, we're saying the same thing here, but there's no excuse to not, you know, be honestly the number one seed heading in the playoffs yeah i think it's fair um uh, i think it's 100 percent fair i, I really do. i mean i don't know like if bama could be 13 and 02 and be ahead of us in the other right seeding, right like, yeah, that's what sure. i was just gonna say like yeah. you, you get some one or two seeds you know there. 13 and yeah. 13 and 0 clear no doubt about it like not a stumbling there 13 and 0 like a win the games like, yeah. win the conference like a 2019 don't... type season like maybe that's yes. a ridiculous thing to say but that's really like that's the type of team you have that absolutely should be the type of team that, yeah. that, that they have. Like, it's, there's no doubt about it. Like, I know it's expecting a big jump forward on defense, but like, they've done it before. The personnel is there. Like, yeah. The only thing I'm worried about, and I, I don't think we talked about this episode, is just like if cornerback depth is a problem. Like, if yeah, Cam that, Brown goes the, down, yeah. Right now that and that's what me. happens when you miss on you know Clark Phillips and Tony Grimes and I'm sure Terrence Brooks and you know. And you don't have a, you have to play Ronnie Hickman at deep safety because you didn't get Jordan Battle and so right, on and so forth. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, have to, you have to bring in Tanner McAllister because you didn't get Jordan Battle. Yeah, I think Tanner before. McAllister is like he's fine. Like I he's not the tough Borland of uh safeties, I don't think, because then he's I don't think he's a liability. I think he's like the JT Barrett of safeties. If that maybe maybe <laughs> uh, JT Barrett was also a so he's liability the greatest in some years, safety but you, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um but you guys get what I'm saying. Like I I kind of hope Kim Martinez takes his reps by the end of the year. Um I think Martinez might be might be a bum. I don't know. Really? I'm not seeing it with him. Like he's he looks quick, but I don't think he actually knows how to play defense. Yeah, that's honestly I if I were him I would have played If I were him I'd be college. playing wide receiver yeah, I, right like yeah. like obviously you can't do that at Ohio State because they have like legit but you can go to a program that will build your offense around you, you know, like Dude, Kentucky's done it so many times. Yeah, Just be in Kentucky. Yeah, like it, I, I get he's a smart kid. I, I was about to say Northwestern, but uh, Pat Fitzgerald would not know what to do with that kid. Um, no shot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got, I guess. Um, Sick. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. Oh, you're you're, good to have you, you're definitely definitely top guest. Uh, you know, coming on here. Oh man, that's I'm gonna let Patrick know about that one too. I'll make sure he hears that. <laughs> well, we're gonna have Patrick on for the you know the uh, no Buckeye take hater. Got got to get a Buckeye. Ohio State loses. We're gonna have to have Patrick on and uh, and and get to the bottom of it. Or I I really uh, want to send Patrick like maybe after the Notre Dame games too soon, but like just like the you guys know we hooping on TikTok like the what happened kid. 
Oh yeah. I, I would oh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really want him to like get a Patrick Mayhorn what happened commissioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like if Ohio State wins it all. If, if Ohio State wins it all, we are bringing. Yeah, Patrick we're, we're, we're oh, we're putting Patrick on trial. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I hope Patrick's oh, listening. Uh, you're. You're on notice. Obviously, we the same goes for us. We'll definitely uh, be on trial if uh, if things don't go our way. But the thing is, we all deserve it. Yeah, we all yeah, deserve it. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's the it's the iron price you pay to be on the internet and post takes. Like, exactly, you, especially uh, for a team like Ohio State. You know, like posters oath. Really, like it. it this is a, yeah. There's a code to this shit. Is there a oh, team absolutely. that's more high stakes to post about than Ohio State? I really don't know if there is. Like everyone's coming for you at all times and you yeah. have to be ready to have that. Like yeah. you have to be, you have to know that's in your heart. And yeah. like, like what team, cut out for yeah. it. what team gets the blood pumping? Like Ohio, like not, it just doesn't nothing. Like the only time I can remember where anything, and you know, was like 2016, 2017 era Cavs warriors. Like those got, you know, those got heated too. But apart from that, you know, who's losing sleep over the any Cowboys, maybe yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Right? Yeah. You got yeah, I don't know, man. And uh, but anyway, uh, another great episode. Thank yeah. you for coming, Ryan. Yeah. And thanks uh, for having me, boys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. How the fuck do I? All right, here we go.